Episode 3, Get Out of Here, Satan. Dear God, we just want to welcome you into this time, Lord. We ask that the Holy Spirit would fill us in this moment so we could pour out to all your children, God, that are listening to us. Lord, use us as vessels to deliver your message, Lord, to those that may not have heard it or those that just want to hear more about you and know you more, God. In your almighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. It's a little bit quieter. Um, today we're just going to be talking about the, uh, I don't know, it's been like throughout the week, basically, I've just been reading scripture and stuff, and I don't know, it's been feeling some type of way, kind of having like issues with faith, and me and Wally, we were chopping it up, and we figured that'd be a fine topic to talk about, and I'll just put it like, I'll just put it like basically just like, I don't know, I was thinking about it like before I came over here to start recording, I was, really the way I see it is like, like I, I I love Jesus Christ. I love God. I love the Holy Trinity. I love the whole the whole everything about Christianity. I do believe it, but at certain times when I'll be reading Scripture and it's like I won't I won't never question Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. But sometimes I read something and I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, that doesn't correlate with what I read in this chapter. And that's literally what happened this last week. And so like my faith was being tested. I felt some type of way about it. And I ended up talking to a few people about it, you know, and um. But we're going to be talking about that. I think another big thing that people, you know, question is their salvation, whether or not they're going to go to heaven, whether or not they have the Holy Spirit, that kind of stuff. And then also just I think, like, it'd be good to talk about, you know, if you don't really know Christianity and you're kind of, like, new to it, which, I mean, I'm not super deep into it or nothing like that, but I think talking to a little bit about there are some things about our religion that are a little bit different. Um, you know, we have the Trinity, which is three different things that are one God. Jesus Christ is 100% man, 100% God. You know, we have a Holy Spirit, which is God that dwells inside of us. And I think those types of little things right there, you know, if you if you don't know nothing about Christianity, how that can be a little confusing, which honestly, those are like the first kind of basics that we get down that I have like today. But again, like I still struggle with my face sometimes reading scripture. It's like, and I just know, like, as soon as that happens, I get down on my knees, I say a prayer, and I talk to someone about it so that I can get it out, and, you know, they can kind of talk me through it. But this is what we're kind of going to talk about today, but, you know, the Holy Spirit will bring us wherever we go with it. We don't really, I guess, go on some rigid lines, so. Yeah. But that's it. No, I just really want, I just really want the Holy Spirit to flow in this episode, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's when it's the most genuine, and that's when people receive it the most. Just when when we really try to speak what God is pushing on our hearts, you know, he has us here for a reason, doing this podcast for a reason, knowing that one person, even if it's just one person that hears it, will receive Jesus or at least start looking for him, you know. And that's a conversation I had today. Um, one of my clients, one of my boys, a good friend of mine, he, he was kind of questioning, questioning where he stood with God, you know, because he, he listened to our first episode and he said it just brought some questions to him and he felt that he wasn't really fulfilled in his life and that he may not be walking in the way that God wants him to but keep in mind he doesn't even really know how God wants him to walk you know because if you've never been exposed to the faith if you've never been exposed to God Jesus and the Holy Spirit it it could be tricky you know what I'm saying so I just wanted to kind of show that like God is our father he's our father in heaven right and he knows everything. He's all-powerful, and he's everywhere at once. And he sent his son, Jesus, down to earth to die on that cross to save us because he knows that we're broken sinners, that we're going to mess up every single day. But as long as we turn to his son, we'll receive that salvation. And that's the only true way we can receive salvation is through acknowledging that Jesus is our Savior, he's God's son, and that he made that sacrifice for us. But he didn't just do it for that reason. He made that sacrifice to leave the Holy Spirit with us, right? So the Holy Spirit is with us at all times because when Jesus came to earth, he took the the form of a man, right? So he could only be physically in one spot at one time. And wherever he was, he was working miracles and he was spreading the love of his Father. But he died so that he could be with us everywhere, every single one of us at all times. And for me, I feel that Holy Spirit is that little nudge inside of me when I might see something going on and let's just say you see a homeless dude on the side of the road and you, you feel that little feeling like, oh, I should give him a dollar if I got it. Or like, hey, that person looks kind of down bad. Maybe I should check on them. You know what I'm saying? That's how I received the Holy Spirit. 
and that just is kind of like my guide throughout the day to to see where I'm supposed to be going and how to walk faithfully along those terms that God has laid out for me in his word, you know. But until I really dive into his word, it's hard to understand these things because I'm just going at it blind, you know what I'm saying? And blind faith is real, you know what I'm saying? Even if you don't know nothing about the Bible, even if you don't know nothing really about Jesus, but you believe in your heart that God is out there and he sent his son for you, then you got salvation right there, you know what I'm saying? What you got, Chris? Uh, yeah. Pass um, the mic. Pass the mic, that's what I'm saying. But, uh, no, nah, that's all real. And, uh, you know, I think it's like, that's kind of what I was trying to say, is just like, it's it's hard. It's hard getting into the faith, like offer it. I say it's probably six months into like reading scripture, and I mean like I was truly seeking Jesus. Shout out TC. Shout out TC. But I was really, I mean I was really, you know I was seeking Jesus. I was seeking God, and I really believed He was, He is God. But it's like I had no knowledge. I had never built that faith. I was, and I was going into it blind, kind of, you know. And so reading that scripture to start and everything. It's a lot of times where it's like, you, I'd be tripping, especially reading Old Testament scripture. You know, um, you like you question things and stuff like that, and that's why I like, like even today, like when I struggle, and this is what I'll say is like, if anyone ever tells you that they don't have the occasional doubt about something, they're either not seeking that hard, like they're not really reading scripture like that, they're not looking, or or they're lying, because everyone's gonna have the occasional doubt about this stuff because. It's hard to it's hard to understand because it's the same thing that Wally has sent me actually. You could pull that one up. Um, that we don't think like God does, and so it's like you know what I'm saying. So it's like, of course, when I when I read God's word, I'm not always gonna be like, oh yeah, easy money, right? Like that makes so much sense that God is 100% a man, 100% God, right? It's like I know in my heart that that's true, but to wrap my head fully around that, that can be difficult, you know. And it's not like, you know. Is bad, I think, for for someone to ever tell someone like, oh, like, that's horrible. That you know, I, I wouldn't want no one to get condemned for that because it is God's thoughts. But it's like my goal is to make the way that I think and act and behave conform to the way God acts, thinks, and behaves. You know, that's that's the growth part, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Is like a lot of this stuff's tough, but it's like I know the truth. Like I know the only possible chance I have of getting into heaven and to have a good life here on earth is through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. That's it. Like, I know that to be truth. But that being said, right, it is. It's a process, you know. Mm. And did you did you pull up? You sent me it in text. What, the scripture or what Francis said? Nah, you, it was, I think it was a scripture. You said it's like me, me joining my thoughts to God's thoughts. Oh, you remember that sending the, that? Was that the Isaiah? Isaiah, I think it is, yeah. Mm. It was Isaiah. It was Isaiah, yeah, yeah. And just read that real quick, because that's fire. All right, let me pull it up real quick. Talking about Isaiah 55, verse 8. Yeah. Wherever Isaiah at, where that boy at. Because, I mean, I've heard it said before, you know, like, we don't, we obviously don't think like God does, right? But, and that's how I got to think when I read Scripture, is that whenever I see something, I doubt it. I just know it's my human, like my human failures as to why I can't understand something or why I can't get it. And that's why it's important reading scripture. All right, go ahead. All right. So Isaiah 55 verse 8 says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So that's just God basically telling us, bro, like, the way we look at some things are never going to measure up to the way God sees them, right? Whatever situation we're in, whatever way we're feeling, whatever way we look at ourselves in the mirror, that is not at all what God thinks. His thoughts are beyond, beyond, bro, yeah. like beyond comprehension, you know? And that's that's the cool thing that Francis was talking about today. He was talking about um, the difference between Shout out Francis Chan. Shout out Francis Chan. You know what I'm saying? So he was given the definition of the word holy, right? And so he said, holy is defined as dedicated or consecrated to God or a religious purpose. And then he talked about the definition of weird, suggesting something supernatural or uncanny. So when we read scripture and we think, huh, that's weird. 
yeah, that's what we're supposed to think because every word that God says is supernatural. Every story from that Bible is greater than anything we could truly comprehend. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing about faith. We can't understand faith fully. We can't understand a lot of things in this life because we don't necessarily know God's plan and purpose, but we just got to trust it, right? Faith is just is believing without seeing. So we can't feel it. We can't touch it. Sometimes we don't even know if it's there. But God's greatest commands are to seek first the kingdom and love our neighbors as we would want to be loved. And as long as we're walking along those principles, everything is taken care of. You know what I'm saying? No matter what situation you're in, no matter where you're at in life, no matter where you are in your faith, whether you're a new coming follower of God or if you've been doing this your whole life, you know what I'm saying? We're going to have those moments where we question things, and that's natural because God is power, right? So we're never going to understand everything he says, but it's our job to lean on our community, lean on his word, and lean on, on prayer, right? So we got to have someone we can talk to about what we're going through yes, or what we're reading. Yes, sir. We got to be able to dive into his word more. It's not just saying like, oh, you read one verse, and then you're good. No, keep going. Read the chapter. Read the whole book. Even look at who wrote the book and go to another book they wrote, They wrote. you know what I'm saying, to gain more knowledge and more info because that is our power. That is our guideline to live a life that pleases God, you know what I'm saying? And then worst, not even worst case, best case, pray about it, bro, because God will bring you clarity on those situations, whether it's through a feeling you have in your heart or something that someone says to you. Like for me personally, I feel like, God speaks to me a lot through other people because I could be going through something and praying about it. And then the next day, someone might come up to me and be going through the same thing. Or someone might come up to me and be like, hey, bro, like, is there anything I can pray about for you? And then I tell them and they're like, oh, wow, I just came out of that prison. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of times that we feel so alone in our problems because we can't express it to nobody. But we got to just put that pride to the side and let people know what we got going on. Because that's how we're going to grow together, you know what I'm saying? Like, God wants us to be unified, wants us to be united as his people, you know what I'm saying? But there's so much division in the world because everyone wants to make it seem like, oh, I'm all good, everything good, big smiles and rainbows all day, every day, I'm great. Instead of, hey, bro, how you doing? Hey, man, honestly, not so good, you know what I'm saying? I got this going on and this going on. That's growth right there. That's what God wants to see. And that's what the Holy Spirit will lead you to as long as you're obedient to his word, you know what I mean? Nah, but you just snapped us far. But, like, on all that same stuff, you talked a little bit about the the different scripture and stuff and different books. And it was that was, like, this past week, the thing I was dealing with is that I read something in, in uh, you know, there's this very common thing, and it talks about the two sinners on the cross. And the, and the one sinner says to Jesus, he says, he believes that Jesus is Christ, right? And he basically... Jesus tells me, says, you will be with me in the kingdom of heaven today, right? And then the other sinner, right, the story is he thinks, he mocks Jesus, tells him whatever that he's not. And so I read in that book, that's what I read, you know, and I was like, and I've always known that story is that, you know, and then I read in a different book previously, recently, um, that it says that both the people on the cross were, were uh, they both mocked Jesus, and so my issue then, right, like instantly, like the doubt, like that, like it just kicked in. And I was like, I was like, oh, why are these books different? And I talked about it and I ended up getting like my answer to it. And it was basically just this is that I was reading. I'm, I read the Bible sometimes as a chapter book when in reality it's it's what is it? Sixty something books. Yeah. They're each a separate book. Right. And like when you read, so the reason like they do the genealogy in the beginning of Matthew is because he's writing from like the perspective of, I don't know it all actually, to be honest with you, but they're each writing to a certain like type of people, like they have a certain message they're trying to convey. And they're, th that's why the genealogies are, are different uh, in each book is because that's like the genealogy that they're following in Jesus, right? And then you even have, I think it's Luke who does his book is, he didn't, he wasn't an apostle. He was just like. It is Luke, isn't it? Yeah. Right. And like Luke was just, he took stories and stuff and basically gathered all this information. And so I was reading it as a chapter book. And so when I see these different perspectives in these stories, it's like, you know, 
both of those things are true, right? But it's in two different books, so they have two different perspectives and two different messages, right, that they're trying to bring out. And I, when I read the Bible as a chapter book, I'm not going to get that. The other thing I wanted to kind of, because of what you said about, just kind of from what you just read, when Francis Chan, like, he talks about the, when he quotes that Isaiah, um, he loves Isaiah. Holy, holy, holy. holy, holy. <laughs> you feel me? But uh, when, he, when he talks about it, it's really good because as soon as he talks about that one verse, he talks about, you know, my thoughts aren't God's thoughts. And then he goes in to talk about some Old Testament stuff that, that makes no sense to me where he talks about, you know, Moses coming down from the mountain and then he's, he's told to give the message of, like, killing all. They got to kill, like, their firstborn baby or something like that, you know. And it's like I read that and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That's crazy, right? But I also don't know God's entire plan. He's an all-knowing, you know, God who's, who's infinite and beyond anything that I can understand. And so it's like he knows why he's telling these people to do that because he knows where this is going, right? He sees the end and the beginning, right? He knows all of it. And it's like when I read, it's like I'm only seeing my very small, finite, 21 years of life perspective, you know? Yeah. Barely any knowledge. And so I'll read something like that where it's like, you know, and there's a few things in there. You know, there's the one, too, that's pretty popular is where Abraham goes to kill his son. Um, and it, do, it don't it doesn't make sense to me. Right. And that's real. But it's because I'm not God. I don't have God's thoughts. My goal is to get to a point where I can understand why God did that stuff. Right. Where I can read it and I can say, oh, like my holy, righteous, glorified God. Right. And like I'm truly connected with that logic, basically. Uh, but, you know, the whole point of this podcast is just saying, like, bro, me and Wally are the people who can understand you know, like, to be real, like, we're just a couple of basers at the end. Like, I'm a baser. You're not really full-blown. You're getting there. Mediocre baser. <laughs> Mediocre baser. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we had our we had a lot of struggles. You know, we're not coming into Christianity, like, since we were, like, six years old, grinding on the Bible every day. Like, you know, like, it's kind of been a, a process for us. We're truly the sinner, you know. We're the, we're the lost sheep and everything like that, so... When we talk, like, that's why we, we say, like, for this podcast, we're just trying to keep it real because we want other Christians who are, like, the sinner, the struggler, to feel welcome and okay coming into the church because, and not, in questioning things and not knowing where to go and all that stuff. It's like, because yeah. we get it, bro. Like, that's us. That's really where we come from. Yeah. No, that's real. I'm glad you said that, bro, because definitely I was a little fearful to really dive into the faith, bro, because I saw the church as a place full of perfect people living perfect lives with their white picket fence and their dog and their baby and their wife and everything was so good and so smooth. And that was just my, I guess, fearful, kind of like selfish, I don't really know how to put it, but it was just really me holding myself back from what God had for me, you know? Cause all he wanted me to do was just come home, right? He just wanted me to be in his presence, to learn more about him and grow a relationship with him. But I was so caught on, but man, I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm messing up in this way and that way. So maybe one day when I'm not doing this stuff no more, I'll come to God and it'll be great and life will be sweet. But right now at this moment, I am a sinner. And as bad as it is to say, I was okay with that. I just figured this was the way my life was supposed to go. You know, just from the series of events that happened, I was cool with where I was at. And that's only because it was comfortable for a season, you know, until it got really uncomfortable and I had no choice but to turn to God, you know. I got to that rock bottom, that broken point where it was like God or nothing, bro. Like nothing could fix the way I was feeling. Nothing could fix those crazy thoughts in my head. No drink, no smoke, no club, no section, no nothing, bro. I just, bro, the section, bro, people treat the section like it's the hospital nowadays, bro. They down bad. They're like, yo, let's just go get a section. You know what I'm saying? And, and all love for the people at the section. Y'all are welcome here, bro. And that's our point. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to be a certain way to come to God. God wants you just how you are because he made you exactly how you are. You think if he knows every single hair on your head, he doesn't know the mistakes you made and the path that you're going to walk through. But at the same time, he wants you to know that you were loved through that whole path. You know what I'm saying? All those dark, broken times where I was out there just tearing up my life, hurting other people, hurting myself. God was with me. 
in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was protecting me in those times where there's no reason I should have made it or there's no reason I should have ended up where I am today. I just think it's so beautiful, like the grace and mercy I've experienced in my life. And I just want that for other people. You know what I'm saying? I don't want anyone to have that closed minded. Oh, I can't go to church. I'm not good enough. No, no one's good enough. No one deserves the grace of God, but he just loves us that much. You know, we're, we're his kids and he just wants to protect us. He wants to guide us through this life. And something great I heard today was I don't want to get to heaven and realize I missed heaven on earth, you know, because every moment that we're alive and breathing and we have the Holy Spirit, that we have that relationship with God, bro, we have the chance to to help this world out, to help the people around us, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's the goal of heaven. The goal of being a Christian is not just to make it to heaven, it's to make this earth closer to heaven, to bring the light and glory of God into our everyday situations and surroundings, right? Like we're here to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We're here to walk out our faith and hopefully bring other people along. That's why I just, even if it's just one person, bro, if it's just one person that hears this message and receives it and turns their life to God, that is a win. Because anytime people are gathered talking about God, bro, they're having a party in heaven. The boys are lit, like Project X lit, just holy, 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 just living it up, bro. So I just, I don't know, man, it's just on my heart so heavy to just just reach those that feel like they're too far gone or, or, or too bad or too down bad for God, like, no, bro. He wants you just how you are, exactly how you are. Yeah, no, that's that's it, bro. That's the pressure. That's that's the whole thing of it. Um, nah, that's uh, I don't know. The I think though, like the other big thing with it is like I don't know. You look at the church, and it's like this is all the stuff that I got to do yeah. to to get better. Mm. And I can tell you right now, like I came in. I came into the church as sinner. I'm still a sinner, and when I die, I'm gonna be a sinner. I am a sinner. <laughs> you feel me? Like to the end, you know. That's just, and God knows, right? God, at the end of the day, it's like God knows my heart. God knows I'm trying to get better, and I hope that the sin I'm dealing with when I'm 60 isn't the sin I'm dealing with when I'm 21. But we know what's real. You know what I'm saying? We know what the 21 year old struggles mainly the biggest with the lust, and then you also got. The partying, right? The party scene's big nowadays. Everyone's trying to grind, focus on bread, focus on money, and being idolatry. It's like, so, like, I get it. It's like, and I get in all those mindsets today even, you know. What happens is different today, having the Holy Spirit. And that's one thing I'm going to just touch on real quick is, like, there's this saying in the church which is wrong. It says that we're all children of God. If you actually read the scripture, it says that Jesus tells the Pharisees, he says, uh, he says, you guys are children of your father, Satan. And so it's like when I'm really, truly living that life, which isn't the best thing to hear, sometimes I got to ask myself that, like today, is like, am I serving Satan? Did I serve Satan today? Was my father Satan today? Or what? did I do what I was supposed to do, right? Did I, was I a child of God today? Was I trying to grow closer to God in everything that I did, you know? Because when, you know, it's like I just heard it actually, and it was so fire. I look at all that stuff as things that I want to do, right? Like I want to have the money, right? And I want to have the the bad the bad girls and I want to have the, you know, all that stuff. And I was just listening to this thing and the guy was talking about true freedom. And he had said, he's like, what I don't understand is that I'm going to get, when I get to heaven, I'm only going to want to do God's will. And because in my nature, that's what I really want to do, right? And he says, people are, are bonded by their sin and they're they're caged by it, and they f- they feel like you're you're lied to, and you're told that that's freedom when you can do whatever you want. But true freedom is when what I want to do is the right things. It's that's that's when I feel the best, right? Like when I like truly like this is like something I want to do. Talk about God on a podcast is like like I'm excited for this. Smoke two black miles and talk about God. Like that's that's a highlight of my 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 week sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to go serve serve the homeless, help the homeless people. Like, I wanna, I wanna help the the struggling, the struggle. You know, I work with a lot of addiction people. I want to do that stuff, you know. And that's true freedom to me today, right? And that's it was hard. That would have been hard for me to understand if you would have told me that when I first started this this journey. I'd have been like, bro, you're tripping. Cause all I'm trying to do is go to the club, get faded, get 
you know, get with some sh- shorties. Like, I'm, like, I would have been so, like, you're, you you don't know who I am type type of vibe if, like, you would have told me, like, hey, Chris, in two years, you're really going to enjoy doing things for helping people. I've been like, nah, bro, you don't know me. Capping. But it's like today, it's like what I find joy in in, in loving is like reading the, like I, before I got here, Wally was running a little late and I was like, I have my Bible, like I bring my Bible with me, open the word up, bro. And like just reading through it and just felt like inside, right? I feel that closeness to my creator. And like that feeling is tenfold what any dope ever did for me. Yeah. I've done all the dope and all the liquor, right? And none of it has ever compared to what it feels like to be close to God yeah. and close to my fellows, right? Being close to, to the person near me, right? That was a big thing I never could do is, like, be close to someone I love, right? Being close with Wally, being close to my boy Nick, being close to my parents, you know? But it's like today, it's like I have the closest with my creator, which allows me to have a closest with the people around me. I always felt alone, even if I was around people, right? But now being close with God and being close with them, right, that's like... That's the true freedom. That's the good feeling. That's what I'm trying to chase after today. Yeah. It's a complete different chase that I'm on, you know, and I still fall short. But, you know, when you look at the church is like, dang, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do that. It's the wrong way to look about it. You know, it's it's like today. It's like I get to do like I get to feed homeless. Right. I'm nothing. Like I really am nothing like where I come from. I'm nothing. Right. But today, because of God, what he did through me, the grace he he gave to me. I get to do things like feed homeless people. I get to talk about God. I get to try to help people out, you know? Yeah. It's a whole different perspective, you know? Yeah. Like when, when that Holy Spirit really comes in you and life is better for it. There you go. Drop the mic, boy. Appreciate you shouting me out for being a little bit late, bro. That's that's yeah. fire. Hold me accountable, you know what I'm saying? That's what God's we're called to do God's as brothers in Christ, as you God's feel will, me? God's church. will, literally. Yeah, God church, said, so. no, I'm going to hold you to this church and, yeah. and let you hear these bars that I'm dropping through my children. But I just wanted to touch on this, too. Um, just when you're talking about, like, getting right with God and stuff, it's funny. I got pulled up right here, Romans 10, and it's verse 3 to about, it's three to 4. So it's it says, for they don't understand God's way of thinking. Or, hold on, reboot. They don't understand God's way of making people right with himself. Refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. For Christ has already accomplished the purpose for which the law was given. As a result, all who believe in him are made right with God. So that just that just backs it up right there, bro. We're right with God just because of what Jesus did, as long as we are walking in the faith, you know. And it's not about doing this right thing. It's not about focusing on like, oh, I can't watch porn. Oh, I can't lust over a woman. Oh, I can't get drunk. I can't go to a party. That's the wrong mindset. That's selfish. That's holding us back from being of service to the next person. You know what I'm saying? Because instead of thinking, how can I help God's children? I'm over here thinking about what I can't do. Wasting time, wasting energy, wasting these thoughts that God has blessed me with. Because it's a blessing every day that I'm going to wake up and that I'm alive and breathing, right? And the Holy Spirit has just been putting on my heart recently that I noticed I've been praying that the Holy Spirit would help me help me with this help me with what i'm struggling in i'm struggling with lust with gluttony i'm struggling with sloth being lazy right i'm struggling with sometimes anger sometimes coveting wishing i had what someone else had and instead he's i feel like he's been putting on my heart to like pray for others because when i'm praying for others like that's when the that's when the the true miracles happen right the more I start praying for other people, things start to happen in their lives. And not only that, I feel better because I'm getting out of myself and I'm helping the next person. And the greatest way you can help anybody is praying for them, you know, because that's literally our phone line to God, prayer. We got to have that open line of communication to keep the relationship alive. And for me, it was so hard at the beginning because I was praying and I didn't feel nothing. I didn't hear no voice coming back to me. People were talking about, oh, God told me this and God told me that. And I'm like, bro, what What do you mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, is my connection not there? Like, am I so far gone? Am I such a, a just piece of trash that God just doesn't want to hear from me and he doesn't want to talk to me? Like, no, bro. He just was testing my faith to see if I really was seeking him with ulterior motives. If I was seeking him just to get me better, just to help me out. I used to pray a lot. God, just help me to feel okay. 
help me to feel better, God. I, I just want to feel like good some days. Like, no, bro, there's going to be a lot of days where I don't feel good. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be a lot of days where I'm dealing with stuff where life is hitting hard. But as long as I'm leaning on God through those times and keeping the faith, he's building that perseverance. And through the perseverance, character is built. And through the character, hope comes alive. You know what I'm saying? The hope that God's love will shine greater than any struggle, any trial, any storm we're walking through. Whatever we got going on in our life, if we can just sit back and say, God, I trust you. I know what you're, I know you got a plan right now. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why you're doing it, but I trust you. That's all he wants to hear us say. He wants his children to say, look, I love you, God, no matter what's going on. And I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for this, this hard time, because in the end, it's going to make me better, a better, more faithful man. And it's going to allow me to pass on this knowledge and experience to the next person. You know what I'm saying? I'm literally, I'm at the shop doing a cut today. And I'm watching some nonsense movie. It was some trash, like Amazon Prime movie. And this guy was like trying to get his dad's inheritance. And um, the lawyer said, oh, if you do this, you won't get the money. And he's like, I don't care. I don't want the money. And the lady was like, well, you're going to have nothing. He's like, I got God, though. And it literally just hit me so hard because in this nonsense movie, that that's the one thing I heard. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the one thing I heard. He had nothing. That boy was broke down, bad, homeless, looking crazy. But he said, I don't care. As long as I've got him good. You know what I'm saying? And that's just God's way of exposing himself. You know what I'm saying? He's He always remains anonymous. He's never going to be like, hey, this is me. Gotcha. But those little moments like that just show me, like, like God, you're really, like, working in such wonderful ways bro and you're you're just making yourself known at the times when i might need it most you know because as i walk out this faith it gets discouraging sometimes when i don't really like feel that presence you know and a lot of times i try to beat myself up and be like well i don't deserve it because i was sinning when in reality like i don't deserve it in general you know what i'm saying like it's all grace bro it's all grace whether i'm sinning to the max or i'm walking according to the law like pristine straight line down through the law like i still don't deserve god i still don't deserve to have that presence but that's why it's such a blessing to be able to even talk about god to even be able to pray to god to even be able to read his word because there's a lot of countries and a lot of places bro where the bible is forbidden you know what i'm saying people are getting chopped up and killed for speaking god's name but here we have the freedom to just openly share our faith and even though we have that freedom there's times where i'll not even bring it up you know what i'm saying someone's like oh what you doing tomorrow oh it's sunday you know my day off so i'm just gonna hoop and chill and that's why i do a lot bro because i still no matter how far i get into this way of life i'm like oh i don't want them to judge me because i'm going to church tomorrow so i just won't even mention it right and that's so stupid bro because if I would just say, oh, yeah, I'm going to be at church tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? I help out in traffic and help out my boy Nick and stuff. And it's a great church, great vibe, all this stuff. It could open their, their eyes and their hearts like, oh, if he's at church, then I could probably slide, bro, because this dude looks crazy. And I know what he used to be on. So if he's accepted there, why can't I? You know what I'm saying? So it's just those those little steps of faith that we might look over sometimes that are really so important. And just getting out of ourselves to help the next person because you never know what someone's going through, bro. Like, it's so crucial to just really just get out of yourself and think of the next person before you. And that's why I love, I've been reading Corinthians, 1 Corinthians a lot. And it's it's just literally, most of it's about that. I'd say, like, that's why I've got the most out of it. It's put others before yourself. Because that's what Jesus would do. That's what he did. You know what I'm saying? In no way did he deserve to die the way he did or to be treated the way he did while he was on earth. Like, He's literally God, and he's being tortured, beaten, slandered, cursed at, just treated like trash, bro. And he is perfection, walking perfection. So who am I? You know what I'm saying? Who am I to not be obedient to him after all he's done for me? Drop the mic back on you, sucker. (laughs) That was fire, actually. This is, we're going back and forth right now. Forth. This is this is One it. Mic yeah, <laughs> one mic thugging it right now. Get out you of know. here, Satan! You can't stop us. Can't stop it, nah, bro. You hit a few good things, and I just want to go, cause, bro, Holy Spirit hit me right there, by how you just said how we how we treated Jesus, right? That goes all the way back to how we were talking in the beginning about, you know, we don't think like God does is because when God was literally walking in the flesh on Earth, we're we're treating him horribly, you know. And it's like, I like to 
I would like to think that if, if I were back then in that time that I would have been like hanging out with Jesus, you know, being a good, good disciple. But, but I don't know, like in all reality, you know, I don't know if I would have known God, you know. And um, so it's like how I can read scripture and be like, I don't know if this is true or not. It's because I'm, I'm, I am a distance and I am a knowledge away from God that, that I don't know him in all of his doings, right? And that's really like the Pharisees expose that the most, right? That when Jesus, who is God, is saying these are, this is the new, this is what's been prophesied. If you actually, you know, people like to think the Old Testament is separate from the New Testament, which it is in certain ways, right? Because Jesus is actually on earth in the New Testament. But Jesus is the whole Bible because the Old Testament, all it is is a constant prophecy of him, right? And there's something I just read was that, you know, the Pharisees, right? A big thing was like, they love the law. They love, that's a cat. Yes, sir. <laughs> There's a you kitty. Hop on the podcast. Hop on the pod. Hop on the mic, bro. He outy. He not chilling with it. But I can't believe you just said kitty, bro. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say something crazy. I'm gonna hold it in though. <laughs> nah, yeah. But that's uh, you know, and it was like something I was just reading though was was about um, you know, was about the Pharisees, right? They used to. They don't even know, right, that it's God speaking to them, right? Because he's basically saying how these laws are now abolished, right? We we actually, God created a new commandment, love the neighbor as thyself, but he also took away the Sabbath. We now rest in Jesus, right? And these things that he's saying, right, the Pharisees are like, who is this man? Why, why would he say these things, right? And all that stuff, he called himself the son of God. And then Jesus literally tells him, he's like, you guys are so obsessed with with the word. You have no relationship with God, and you don't even know that it's God speaking to you right now. Right. And so as I'm saying, going back to what we were talking about before is like, sometimes, of course, I'm going to read the word then I'm going to be like, I don't know. I don't understand. I'm kind of low key, like low key, like denying God. Right. Not purposely. Right. It's in my mind and I got to pray and it's not written. You know, I don't think God like is ready to pour down his wrath for it or anything like that. But it is because I don't fully understand God. Right. I'm going to have them moments. Right. You know, as much as I hate it, man, sometimes I'm the Pharisee as much as I am the sinner, you know, which is tragic. But also, too, on something you were just saying previously, man, you're talking about praying for people. And it's something I talked to Wally about. And it's something I started doing myself because someone had told me this. Um, But when I used to pray for people, right, if like, you know, like one big one is like, God, be with blank at this moment. I wonder if it, yeah, I wonder if it's coming up in the, there's some music floating by right now. I wonder if they could hear it, though. Maybe. Yeah, run it up. But anyway, I was talking to Wally about it. Like, you know, like one of the big things we say when we pray for people is God be with them at this moment or you'll pray for their specific situation. And it was something that I was told probably like three months ago because that's how I used to always pray for people. I was told just pray that they get the knowledge of God's will for them and then they have the power to carry it out because those two things right there is what they need. Because maybe God's plan for them is that they suffer, right? Suffering is a part of the Christian faith, right? Like, as much as we talk about love and how great it is, like, I'm, it's that's life. That's living. I live in a sinful world. Like, I'm going to have suffering in this life, you know? And maybe God's having them have that suffering. Read Old Testament scripture, and you can see plenty of times, right, when God puts different prophets in a horrible situation on purpose right and what ends up happening in the end of these stories is that they grow much closer to god because of it you know so it's like when i pray for them to have easier living and stuff prayer is the most powerful thing we have and sometimes god's going to answer those prayers right like it, it literally says you can pray for something it can change right like it'll change basically how it's going to go but if i really want to help them i want them to know what god's will is right because that's the first step it's what i pray for for myself because sometimes that's the struggle is knowing what his will actually is and then the next part is like sometimes I know what God's will for me is, but maybe it, His will is for me to drop a sin that that I'm attached to and I'm not ready to let go, or maybe His His will for me is to to go into something that you know oh I'm so tired I don't want to do this right now, right? And so I know what I'm supposed to do, but I don't have the power, right? And so then I'm I'm, I'm also asking that God gives them the power to carry that will out, you know, and I know that's going to be the best thing for them, right? Because in the end, right, praying that prayer for them. You know, the, the outcome is, is God's plan, you know. And I know God's plan is tenfold. I trust God enough to know that his His plan is tenfold what my plan could ever be for that person as it is in my life, you know. And so praying for other people is strong, but that's really the best way for me to go about it is just like that. 
But um, you got more scripture you looking right now? I was just thinking about, really thinking about, I don't know what exactly you said, but just kind of put it in my heart. Um, Acts, Acts 16, where it's talking about Paul and Silas. And basically they were just out spreading the word of God, right? And it says right here that they were stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten and they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. So they strapped them boys in, in the suffering. dungeon, boy. You talking about, I'm talking about suffering. Yeah, the boys. suffering, bro. Yeah. So the suffering, right? So, er, Paul. bro, Paul, bro. Shout out Paul, man. Off a roof, bro. bro, he's always going through it. Going but look, their feet are clamped, bro. Clamped. And I don't even really know what that means, but I can only imagine the worst. Like, they're just locked in like probably just like stuck to the ground in the dungeon and it says that around midnight paul and silas were praying and singing hymns to god and the other prisoners were listening suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations all the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off the jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open he assumed the prisoners had escaped so he drew his sword to kill himself but paul shouted to him stop don't kill yourself we are all here the jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before paul and silas then he brought them out and asked sirs what must i do to be saved they replied believe in the lord jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household and they shared with him the word of the lord and all who lived in his household like bro what bro they Look at them, boys. They're in sh- in chains, bro, in a dungeon. Not even talking about no jail cell, not even a prison. No, they're in a dungeon, chained up at the feet, praising and singing to God, worshiping him, thanking him for the situation they're in, just rejoicing in the suffering. And look what happens. God works an all-natural miracle. Not And look, not to just free them, but for the purpose to save his child that was so down bad that he was going to kill himself, right? Like, and look what Paul and Silas did. They were so faithful and obedient to God. They could have ran straight out of that prison, been free, ran out of there and just kept it pushing, gone on to the next city or next town to spread the word of God. But no, they took the time to stay with that broken child, bro. That man who was going through it so bad, he was ready to end his life with a sword. It's not even like he could just take a bullet to the dome real quick. He was just going to kill himself with a sword, bro. It's crazy. But there's those moments, bro, where you're so down bad and God is literally tapping you saying, hey, I'm here with you. Turn to me, lean into me. And that's what he said. He said, what can I do to be saved? How do I become saved? You know, so it's such a a quick shift and that's a pure miracle in itself. You know what I'm saying? And that's all it takes, bro. They prayed with him and they shared him the gospel. And within that moment, his life and his family's life was changed forever. So by making that bold step, in those moments where God might be calling on you, might be tapping on you, you could not only change your life and your salvation, but you could save your household. You know what I'm saying? You could literally make sure you see your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters, your grandparents, anyone in your family in heaven one day. And when you get there, you're just going to be rejoicing and thanking God and just screaming out how holy he is for saving you in that dark time. And that and that's the purpose of it, bro. We're, we we're not always going to understand stuff, but we have to look at stories like that and see that God has a purpose in the pain, and his purpose is going to shine way greater than any understanding we have of what's going on. Pass the mic. Pass the mic. Nah, bro, that's and like, that's one thing I'll say is, like, you know, when I started the whole journey, it was like I, the reason I, I came in trying to seek God is because I was told by a bunch of people who had God in their life, they told me, they said, like, this is going to be your solution to all the pain and suffering that you're currently dealing with, right? And so I chased God for that reason because I, I had tried so many different ways to get rid of this pain. It was addiction. That's what I was That's what I was struggling with, you know, and I'm trying to figure everything out so I could stop using dope, stop getting high, and I, I mean, I, I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm and I had so many experiences with different things and so many different ways to try. And I, I finally find this group of people and they're like, go to God and God's going to take this from you. And I'll be real, it was little faith that I had. And they showed me the way to seek God. 
to try to grow to God. And I just started doing those things because I really was, was suffering, right? And so why I say that is because today, like, I genuinely pray for suffering. And I mean, I don't necessarily get on my knees and like, God, I want to suffer. You know, that's crazy. But I, you know, I'll, I pray for something like humility. And for me, I know today that when I pray for humility, that means God's about to put something on me, right, to where I have to lean into him so that I can I can realize how small I am and how infinite he is, right? And I want that. Like, I, I crave that because there was this study that, that uh, these salesmen did, and um, it's, it's a car dealership, and they hired these salesmen, and they basically, they did a study, and the study is they told three salesmen, they said, they said, we're going to give you, in three months, if you sell this much, we're going to give you, like, this car, right? And then they told the other three salesmen, they said, if you, we're going to give you the car right now, and if you don't make these sales, we're going to take it away from you. And the salesman who had the car already made more sales than the ones who were going to, to get it. And it was because people will more likely run from pain than they will run towards happiness, mm-hmm. right? And that is my experience today is that, you know, if you're, if you're just coming in like for, that's why I chase God the way I do is because I do struggle and I do have pains. And when I found the solution that, that God is, is the, the way, the truth, the life, right? Jesus Christ, that's, that's the way that I'm supposed to go. And when I really learned that within myself, I love pain today because it pushes me and motivates me to grow closer to him. And when I feel a disconnect from him, that's where my prayer goes. It's because I know my ego's in a way. I think of myself too highly and I'm ego easing God out, right? That's an acronym I've heard for it. And I know that that's, that's really all it is. And so then I ask for my ego to be crushed, which I know is going to bring some type of pain. And then if I'm, you know, spiritual, I'm going to grow from it because I'm going to run to God. God's going to say, oh, you're back, right? Like, here you go. I'm going to fix this for you again, right, again. And then I I grow through it, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, and I just like to say that because our culture today is so obsessed about happiness and, like, you know, being comfy all the time. And it's like, it's really just because of how easy we got it here in America Right. It's like we just want it even easier and easier, it seems like, and better and better. But in reality, it's like I truly understand the importance of having struggles and having things to overcome. You know, I'm okay with having those things come. And I don't when they do come or like I know the inevitable is to come. Right. There's going to be bad things that will happen in my life. and I'm not terrified about them at all. You know, I'm not excited for them necessarily, but I know those things are, are necessary in my growth and in my faith, you know. And that's, that's a gift for me to have today because I know most people don't have that, right? Yeah. They hate pain, you know, that depression, that, that anxiety, all those other things, right? They hate it and they do nothing about it, right? But but knowing knowing God today, it's like I'm okay with it, you know? It's different. Yo. Damn, boy, you, you snapped. But there, was so, there was so much that I wanted to touch on there that just like, bro, my mind is on yeah. overload, bro, because there's like – yeah, my bad. Bro, Damn. I mean, first of all, I just want to say God has called us to live in freedom. You know what I'm saying? Freedom from our sin, freedom from our shame, our guilt, and our condemnation. He, once again, sent his son to free us from that. We are free. And with that comes the free will aspect. We have the choice. We have the choice to choose God or to choose the world. And that's why... Dang, you snapped with that car dealer. So the the running from pain instead of running to happiness. Like, when we're in pain, we want to get out of it so bad. We'll do anything, right? But to get happy, we're not, we're not really trying to yeah. grind that hard, yeah, honestly, nah, bro. Yeah. And that's another thing I wanted to, to point out, too, is happiness, bro. Like, happiness is of the world. Today, the world defines happiness by your money, by your girlfriend, by your job by your your title by your position in the world whether you're upper class middle class whatever your class may be whether you work blue collar or you work in an office whether you're a doctor or you're a lawyer that's what they define happiness as whether you went to college or you know what i'm saying or whatever the case may be the world has such a a skewed definition of happiness that happiness in itself is of the world someone asked me today if since i've been living this lifestyle do I see myself do I see myself being more happy? Am I overall a more happy person? And it took me a second to answer that because I was like, you know what? Nah, bro, I'm not necessarily a happier person. Life isn't necessarily better, 
but I have access to a surpassing level of peace and joy. When I choose Jesus, when I choose God, when I choose to live a life that honors him, I get a peace that I cannot explain, cannot describe. I get a sense of joy that is unreal. You know what I'm saying? Like, they literally told me early on, because me too, struggle with the drink, struggle with the smoke. You know what I'm saying? Nothing too crazy, but hey, we get lit. (laughs) They said that drugs were made by man to try to experience the closest thing we can to God's presence. And I can tell you from every drug I did, every drink I had, none of that compares to when I truly feel God's presence. It's like I get this this heat over my body, bro, this this almost chill. I know God is there with me in that moment. And that is the greatest feeling of joy I could ever get, even when I get the chance to speak about Jesus. Like right now as I'm sitting here on this dirty little bench out here outside the shop, bro, sweating, just I'm loving it, bro. I'm loving it. Right now I'm rejoicing because I get to feel God's presence. I get to speak on my father in heaven you know what i'm saying like it's so fire bro so no i'm not always happy and no life is not always perfect but i always have a solution i always have somewhere to turn to and something to get me out of myself which is god's will god's will is always going to be to to serve another to please another and that's why i wanted to pull up um yeah so i'm gonna close with this um it says in galatians 5 16 I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature wants. These two forces are constantly fighting with each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. So when I'm walking in the Spirit... I no longer worry about being happy. I no longer worry about the car, the girl. I no longer worry about the job or the status. I worry about how I am seen in God's eyes and where I am as far as being right with him. Because if I'm not right with God, nothing else really matters. That's my stress today. That's my worry today. How can I get closer to God? How can I grow and help another person find God and find this almighty peace, salvation, and joy that I get to get the pleasure and the honor to live out on a daily basis you know what i'm saying so today life is beautiful and i'm so blessed by the grace of god i don't deserve it not one bit because i'm still the broken disgusting sinner that i was let's say a year and a half ago the only difference is today i have truly accepted jesus christ as my lord and savior and i try i just try to live that out i don't do it very good every day a lot of days i do a bad job but that's the great thing i'm saved by grace and as long as i refresh reset and refocus my mind and my heart on that cross on jesus everything has a chance to get better at any moment things can turn just like that and all it takes is surrendering dying to self and turning to god that's a wrap episode three in the books man we just want to shout out everyone that has tuned into the podcast that has gave us feedback showed us love Man, we just hope that you continue to share this podcast in the hopes that it would reach someone that feels lost, that feels that they may not know God. Our goal here is just to bring people closer to God and show them that they are loved and that they have a purpose.